Hey, I'm Daphne Gardner, and I've been partying for two nights in a row. <laughs> and I'm Kate McEdwards, and I just got two new kittens. And, <laughs> and welcome to, to Ladies Horror Night. Night. In the name of Satan, I place a curse upon you. What movie is this from? I spit on your garage. You did remember to invite some cute boys to the party, I hope. Of course I did. And we're going to scare the shit out of them. He's so cold. Is the pizza... Guys think I'm too smart. Come on, I know a professional version when I see one. Point sir. Daddy, you want some? What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? So we have some kittens in the house today, and they're distracting the shit out of us. <laughs> Hold on, let me see if I can get the one purr again. Hold on. That's Lemmy purring. This is truly a horror night because we've been sitting in front of the TV, as usual, trying to pick something for, like, 45 minutes you know i showed up with two movies on a usb and of course that means like we were immediately not into those two options and needed to watch 80 trailers so now that we've done that we're back to one of the two movies on the usb <laughs> which is ravenous directed by antonia bird starring robert carlisle who everyone knows hottest guy of all time besides brad dorif and you definitely have a type. I know I have a type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen this movie or it's been around for so long that I just believe I have seen it, even right. though I haven't. I read that Antonia Bird actually came up through directing theater. So that's cool. And that must be why she's like down with Robert Carlyle and shit. Yes, exactly. That makes sense. And she's done multiple movies with him. Is that what you said yeah, before? Yeah, she did a movie listening. with him in 97 called Face. And it says it's a gangster thriller. I've never heard of it. But okay. he looked and hot on the cover, so. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> I mean, that's how a lot of people pick movies. So, like, let's be real. That is, that's how I'm that's picking. a legitimate strategy and she also did this movie mad love with drew barrymore and chris o'connell it seems like a lovers on the run kind of movie i just watched like a clip from it i mean youtube said it was a trailer but it was just a clip wow of that's like an apple move i can't believe them. youtube went there <laughs> i know right it's not that old like the trailer exists and then kate went i would watch this movie tonight and i had to remind her we are making a horror movie podcast <laughs> i think that's what's eventually gonna happen is that this podcast is just gonna spiral out and be like daff and kate watching rom-coms from the 90s i'm okay with that let's do this okay. are we gonna do it yeah let's do i like it. can't press play it's just i know you're really avoiding it i don't think you want to do this <laughs> um okay <laughs> Fuck. You just navigated away from it. You have to press play whether you like it or I not. Can't do it. She I really can't. doesn't want to watch this movie. Okay, we're going. Wait, here we go. He that fights with monsters should look to it that he himself does not become a monster. Nietzsche. Eat me, Anonymous. Wow. Yeah. Okay, they're going for the dark comedy yeah. right off the bat. How long is this? Oh my god. People weren't this hot back then. They were like disgusting. Oh, wait, are you saying that's unbelievable that Guy Pierce would have been a, like there that was someone would have had his look at this time yeah okay mexican-american war 1847 guy pierce is getting awarded 
something. Dude, Guy Pierce is hot. He's like the thinking man's Brad Pitt. You know, hero boy, I want you as far from my company as possible. I'm sending you to California, Fort Spencer. Honestly, I'm fucking feeling the pacing of this movie already. Antonia Bird, I feel like she fucking Whoa, is there's a cool, like a fun lady. Yeah, and there's a girl with their... Um, a female fur trapper? Yeah, I would say a, feel, a female fur trader is leading Guy Pierce to the camp that he's been banished to. He got banished for puking because of gross meat? Um, That's rude. Well, he's not being very manly. That's true. Maybe we'll learn about masculinity in this movie. Oh, we should see who else the um the DP, what else he shot. I'll look it up. You love a DP search. Have a walnut, boy. <gasps> What's his name again? Jeffrey Jones. Warner, Jeffrey Jones. Huh? The DP, you know what else he shot? What? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Just a couple little films. Maybe you've heard of them. For Nicholas Rogue, Don't Look Now, and The Man Who Fell to Earth. The DP also shot Cherry Falls. Shut the fuck I'm, up. I'm fucking not kidding. He also shot The Sandlot, Candyman, The In Crowd. Shut up. No, no, no. It says The In Crowd from 1988. So it's a different The In Crowd. I was going to start screaming. I can't believe right now he, you're just yelling. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. But like, I also am fine with that. I just want to say that, yes, I know I was yelling, but it's pretty crazy that I've been talking about Cherry Falls a lot tonight and that this cinematographer also shot that film. And he, guess what? He also shot Legally Blonde. So I'm just going to say, go on the record, fan of his work, big fan. Really excited to see another chapter in his biography. This is why I like doing the research on DPs because now I'm like, it's always fascinating. Honestly, we have a thing for low Rotten Tomato scores, DPs, Nicoladas, kittens. So, uh, did anyone do anything today? <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Because honestly, what the fuck did those fort people do? I'm pretty sure not a lot. They didn't do much. They just guarded the fort. They would occasionally go out Occasionally. <laughs> they would Sometimes occasionally go out of the fort just to like take a quick peek around and then be like, ah, I gotta get back in the fort. Knox has got some excellent bourbon. It's really fine stuff. And he just passed out about uh, a minute ago. So I'm uh, wondering if you'd like to. He uh, won't mind? Probably. Jeffrey Jones really has his thumb on the pulse of this fort. He knows when people go to bed, wake up, he knows where the booze is. I'm trying to think of nicknames for everyone in the fort so we can like easily identify them. Mm -hmm. Obviously we'll be calling Guy Pierce, Guy Pierce, Robert Carlyle, Robert Carlyle, <laughs> Carlyle, AKA Daphne's husband. Okay. James Johnson, what's his name? James Joyce. <laughs> You're never gonna get it, it's Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones, we'll just call him JJ. And then there's some other minor characters. There's like a religious nut and then there is cuckoo crazy David Arquette. David Arquette's the stoner, the cool trapper lady, the cool trapper lady Martha. So far, she's just kind of been like, ugh, these guys. And then there's a Native American dude who's kind of like a party guy. Oh, and then there's like that drunk guy. Oh my God, it's Robert Carlyle. <gasps> yeah, we haven't met him yet. Oh my God, literally Robert Carlyle is lying on a bearskin rug, half naked. 
He doesn't know where he is. And he's holding a cup of hot tea. This is why I don't watch porn, guys, because you can just watch it in a movie. My name's Colhoun. How long were you out there? Three months. Without food? I suppose I owe you gentlemen a story. Only oh, if you feel up to it. <laughs> That's totally Kate. I mean, if you feel up yep. to it. They're doing a flashback of them making a trip probably from like the east to the west coast. Yeah. Colonel Ives, the most disastrous guy. He professed to know a new shorter route through the Nevadas. <laughs> Quite a route that was. We ate the oxen, all the horses, even my own dog. And that lasted us about a month. After that, we turned to our belts, shoes, any roots we could dig up, but you know, there's no real nourishment in those. The day that Jones died, I was out collecting wood. He had expired from malnourishment. And when I returned, the others were cooking his legs for dinner. I mean, I would eat someone's dead legs for dinner. If you were you stuck would? if you were stuck in a cave. I stepped inside that cave. And everyone, I mean, I guess I would. And you guys are like, no food. You've already eaten everything that was possible. You already ate a belt and a shoe. <laughs> and then and then like, uh-oh, sorry, like someone in the group died. I'd be like, yeah, let's eat them. I mean, I would have I don't have any like ethical quandary. It's more just about like, eating a human. It's just more like, how would you season it? Okay, my <laughs> thoughts exactly. Like, probably <laughs> how need to chop you? up some herbs, some herbs. A man eats another's flesh. Um, it's usually an enemy. And he um, takes, uh, steals his strength. Essence, his spirit. And um, and his hunger becomes craven, insatiable. And the more he eats, the more he wants to. And the more he eats, the stronger he becomes. Georgia, people don't still do that, do they? White man eats the body of Jesus Christ every Sunday. Oh, shit! I'm curious if Wendigo, like the way that guy was just saying, has anything to do with the Wendigo, which is the Native American myth that's used in the... Pet Cemetery novel. I feel like I wouldn't put it past Stephen King to just be like, it means this. And it's not the true thing, but like, I would like to check, but I also don't know where my phone is. Okay. In Algonquin folklore, the Wendigo or Wendigo is a mythical man eating monster or evil spirit native to the northern forests of the Atlantic coast and Great Lakes region of the United States and Canada. The Wendigo may appear as a monster with some characteristics of a human or as a spirit who has possessed a human and made them seem monstrous. It is historically associated with murder, insatiable greed, and the cultural taboos against such behaviors. A pack? We've got to go up why, there. Why pack? We've got to go. It's our job. Why go? It's our job. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones is killing it. <laughs> I had no idea he was this much of the star of this movie. 
Oh my god, everyone has like really cute steampunk goggles as they're climbing this mountain <laughs> to look for the lady that Robert Carlyle's team left in a cave. And Jeffrey Jones's are fur trimmed. <laughs> Prada, fall winter 2019. Oh, they're, they're, near, they're the near the cave. Robert Carlyle's having some traumatic PTSD being on location. They're at the cave where him and his team all ate each other. I love a fucking fur trapper lifestyle. <laughs> I love like a cave. Ugh. I love a lantern. That's why The Witch is one of my favorite movies. Because of all the lantern use? Ugh, the lantern work is exquisite. Ooh, he found their hiding spot down in the bottom of the cave. There's, There's a, lot. a lot of shoes down there, so, so it makes they, me think they weren't eating the shoes. Yeah, they definitely didn't finish all their shoes, and they left a bloody skull. <gasps> so Robert Carlyle killed everyone in his party and ate them. Boys. Guy Pierce is actually kind of annoying. Why? Because he, he's so slow moving. He's slow moving. Yeah, he's Robert. always freezes in the most important moment. He killed everyone. He's kind of useless. Robert Carlyle's also wildly reckless with his cannibalism because he could have just killed one person, snuck them away, and hidden. And then they would have been like, where is he? We don't know. Right. But he killed three people and then it's like got only one bite and then like ran away. Well, what did he, what was he saying before? He, right. to Guy Pierce, he was like, right. when you eat back. a human, there's a kind of virility back. that comes mm. along with it. So being a cannibal gives you big dick energy as well. Yes. Yeah. So Robert Carlyle managed to kill Jay Jones, the Native American dude, and now he's chasing the religious nut while the blonde G.I. Joe and Guy Pierce chase him. Guy Pierce just shot Robert Carlyle, but he is alive. I think this is really good for Guy Pierce though to just have this like one-on-one -on -one showdown. He cannot bitch out. Like yeah. Character okay. building. Guy Pierce is the ultimate little bitch because he threw his gun at Robert Carlyle. Like, use it to shoot him again. Why would you throw a gun? He Guy Pierce just jumped off the cliff willingly. Guys, this is exactly like the beach. And this is exactly what happened in the revenant. I feel like, like after this movie, I'm gonna do some like weird, beautiful mind shit with like the revenant, the beach, and ravenous, and just like oh, figure yeah. it out. Oh, Guy Pierce's broken leg, his bone sticking out of his shin. What is Guy Pierce gonna do about that bone sticking out of his shin? He just broke a twig in half. So oh god, oh god, it's definitely gonna be some DIY style. <laughs> the thing is, if this happened. Sorry. Even if you had to make the hard decision of like whatever you had to do with your bone that was going to be super painful, would you even know what to do in order to make that decision? This is what my sister and I were talking about the other day. We were like, we should learn more survival techniques because what you never know. That's why I loved in The Favorite when Rachel Weisz gets her face cut and they just sew it up with like regular thread. <laughs> I would absolutely second guess myself. Like, there's yeah. gotta be like preliminary steps. Okay, so Robert Carlyle went back to the cave and he decided to eat the religious guy. He dragged him into the cave and he's eating his flesh. Let me give you a fashion breakdown because Robert Carlyle is wearing the cutest outfit ever. He has on a black, long, like almost duster, but not really. It like stops a little below the knee. He has a little black hat on that looks like something from Blossom, except if you just folded the brim 
down yes. flat regular and took off the flowers. Yes. And then he has like buckskin boots. Like it's a great murdery look backwoods style. Meanwhile, David Arquette and Martha are back at the camp like, where'd everybody go? I can't believe they didn't even leave a note. It seems as though he ate um, the G.I. Joe mm -hmm. and now he's mustered enough strength through the power of the Wendigo to walk back to camp. He's walking over the snow-covered mountain. Wow, he's walking really well for someone whose bone popped out. What's keeping him going, though? I mean, he's an interesting character because it's his fear of death that keeps him going yeah. and literally nothing else. A lot of these kind of films, it's like revenge or a sense of duty or I kind of like how how spineless his motivation is. Well, it's not spineless. His fear of death? Yeah. I mean, comparatively to like all of the other kind of like M more masculine, manly motivations that are like socially acceptable is what I mean. Copy. I feel like I'm going to do a retake now. Robert Carlyle officially just showed up to the camp where Guy Pierce is trying to explain what the fuck happened, dressed as an officer and claiming to be someone else. It's quite the twist. So now Wendigo is in Guy Pierce. And since Robert Carlyle has had his full, he's strong and virile. And Guy Pierce, meanwhile, has had no blood, so he is on the brink. Mm -hmm. So basically, the only people who are left at the fort now is Robert Carlyle, the drunk major. Major Knox. Yeah. And and Guy Pierce. Yeah. <gasps> Hello, Boyd. Oh my god, it's JJ. Told you my regiment had certain curative powers, Boyd. My regiment had certain curative powers. So he cured Jeffrey. I remember feeling panic as my life slipped away. It was like drowning in darkness, and then there was nothing. And then I woke up, and Ives was feeding me. By the time I regained my senses, there was no turning back. I feel terrific. <laughs> So you're going to kill me? No. No, it's lonely being a cannibal. <laughs> Tough making friends. Why do they want him to be a part of the club, though? Because they need more than just the two of them to, like, keep their cannibal system going, keep covering up the murders. Got it. The thing is, is, like, why are they so, like, you have to join our club? I get it. They need three people. But, like, you have to pick the one guy who just, like, really doesn't want it. Right. There's like a million fucking dudes out in that wilderness that would like be like so down. Their lives are so shitty. I bet David Arquette would have been into it. I think he 100% would have. They made the wrong choice. You have to do me a favor before you go. You have to kill me. Oh. I can't live like this anymore. Okay, Jeffrey Jones, you literally lived like this for like a week. He had like maybe a body part, like a one stew, a horse. <laughs> oh my God, Robert Carlyle just saw him kill Jeffrey James Jones, James Joyce. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, fight, fight, fight. There's been so much headbutting in this movie. Yes, get a cleaver. Let's finish this. Fucking bear trap! Guy got them both in the bear trap. That was 
really sneaky. <laughs> this is a smoldering moment too. I wish they would kiss. This is so homoerotic. I'm fucking into it. Oh my god, I think he's dying. I think Robert is dying. So Guy this Pierce is could Oscar worthy death. He could eat the, the way that Guy Pierce is lying on top of Robert Carlyle, he's literally kissing distance and cradling Robert's head. I just You need this to happen. I need you need this to kiss. I don't care if one of them is dead. I just need one kiss. Martha's catching them. She knew. She's like, good riddance. Windigo freaks. Martha's just fucking leaving. She's like, fuck this. Before I was just like monitoring the perimeter, but like this is too much. But now it's like I can't tell if they're hooking up and this was a joint suicide pact or if it was right. the Windigo. Yes. Like, these dudes are fucking crazy. I've got to get out of here. Oh my god! Dude, and Martha fucking survived the real final girl. Underrated she was final girl. Not sexually assaulted. Wow, that was great. It's a really fucking good movie. So reading a little bit of a wiki, you know, as we do in the moment, no big deal, professional. I just want to point out that I was like, oh, yeah, Antonia Bird, she comes in the theater. How did she get involved in this? This was not her project from the get-go. I'm reading on the wiki that this was like a movie that was already set up. It had a different director. And then he left the production three weeks after shooting started. Milcho Mencheveski. Yeah, we don't need we don't need to know his it's name. It's fine. Anyway, he left this production three weeks into production. And then Antonia Bird was re <gasps> replaced him at the suggestion of Robert Carlyle because he and the crew mutinied because they were like don't put another director on this that we don't know and like. Fuck that. And Robert Carlyle was like, none of us actors are going to work unless you hire my BFF, Antonia. Dude, I wish more dudes would do that shit. Step up to the plate, Brad Pitt and everybody else who Matt is a dude. Damon? Matt Damon? I don't know. I don't know. He no, would never step up to any plate. This is just a real victory to see her... Take the helm. I love saying fucking. You really shit do. Like that. You always do. She really took the helm of a ship straight on its way to the rocks, people. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. Good job, Antonia. R. Seriously, R.I.P. I kind of feel bad that, like, you know, I was calling Guy Pierce like a little bitch in this movie, even though he was. <laughs> he totally was. But you know, I think his character was actually really interesting because he had a trauma he you know he was in a war he like he was like stacked under a bunch of dead bodies and then you know they sent him to this fort and they were like get over it throughout the movie you're kind of like step up to the plate protect your fellow men um <laughs> and the one woman there right and the one a woman servant there. but he doesn't and he freezes and he hides and honestly it's like that's what most humans would do so I kind of like that her central kind of hero character was he was complex in that way this movie feels a lot more realistic in that sense versus the way Hollywood trains us to think we should be reacting in extreme situations where we're like faced with our attackers and whatnot. I just love the comments you're presenting and I just want to say I agree um 
that's all I have to say on that. I think a lot more movies are figuring out ways to satisfy their audiences without going the traditional hero route. Um, and I think it's making for a lot more interesting characters. But Antonia Bird was doing this in 1999, okay? okay? So take a lesson. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure there was other people doing it like before her or whatever. But, you know, 1999 no. was a seminal, seminal year. It's the year of all great cinema, all great songs. Also another huge standout in the movie. Oh my God, the, the fucking soundtrack. The soundtrack It was is amazing it just like flips this whenever you're you feel like you're in a moment it just flips the script out of nowhere and it's like okay this this scene's gonna be silly now okay yeah so we're gonna like play some like low-key medieval jangly ass music well i think it's also trying to be a western too it's very like westerny but also very classical and there's like yeah it's this pretentious dude They're, okay basically it was like two dudes it was like this one guy michael nyman he also did practical magic oh my god which i would love to <laughs> i would love to watch that known for numerous film scores and his multi-platinum soundtrack album to jane campion's the piano oh fuck there we go there we go and i was like oh my god guys he did practical magic and the guy from blur yes damon alburn yeah yes and he started the less cool band gorillas i actually fucking love that band i really want to listen to gorillas now oh my god okay it's Please subscribe on iTunes, rate, and review our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Ladies Horror Night to stay up to date with latest episodes and when we will be hosting live screenings. Thanks!